Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Never mind. Uh, yeah, Liverpool are out of the fucking <laughs> Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Combat Podcast. Uh, you don't want to be here. We don't want to be here. Of course, we fucking do. We want to have fun. We want to chat. And we welcome to the new therapy session because this is what it fucking feels like right now. Is having a fucking therapy session. It's Jay. It's Mick, and it's Tim. Uh, boys, Liverpool have sadly been knocked out of the Champions League. Absolutely devastating there. Um, I think that that hurts a lot more than it probably would have done if the game hadn't gone the way it's gone. But Mick, um, how are you feeling right now, mate? Because I am ready to just uh, hit, hit the bottle. <laughs> like my mum. <laughs> yeah, we get we go we get personal in this pod. We get we get background stories, and that's one of them. But we won't go on we, to that today. We we do when we lose, mate. Definitely. <laughs> no, I, I mean I posted the Salah like screenshot in the in the group yeah, chat there, and now you hated me for it. But that it felt like a hinge there. Like we all said, we need an <laughs> early goal, and that like twenty eight goals for Salah this season. You expect them to bury that, and I know we can't just pin like pin all our hopes on that one, but. There's a, f- a load in that first half that if we put at least one of them away, then second half we come out with a bit of renewed vigour and we can at least go, right, we need one goal here, that's it. Whereas when you get yeah. getting towards the last two, three minutes and you like you need two, it's like, well, there's, there's there's not a hope in hell, especially without without a fan in the stadium. So it's just, yeah, it's just disappointing. But we can't, it's kind of, being a realist before the game, I was trying to G myself up as much as I could, but in like... It was going to be a tall task, wasn't it? Like, no fans in the stadium. It was always going to be a tough ask. So, it's kind of what I expected, to be honest. If we would have done it tonight, I would have been the most shocked I've ever been in, in a Champions League tie, to be honest, to do it with no fans in the stadium. Yeah, that's a really good point, isn't it, Tim? Um, I think when... You know, we, like, we might as well just go through the game as quickly as we can in terms of the chances and stuff like that. But I think the thing that everyone's just sort of, like, really pissed off about is that is that early Mo Salah chance isn't it like Mick said I think if that goes in the, the game is is completely different isn't it but the longer the game went on the more Madrid got into the game and the more we looked quite similar to the way we looked last last week didn't we but I mean let's just start the first obviously the first half that Mo Salah chance mate that goes in I mean he should be scoring there shouldn't he for fuck's sake 
Yeah, well, I mean, I'm, if, if anyone else can look at the screenshot, and I'm sure you'll see it on Twitter over the course of the next day or so, be it from a Liverpool account or a Man United one or, you know, from whoever it, it might be, you you just can't help but think that he should have taken a touch. He had, he had so much time and he probably kind of felt like there was someone just behind him, so he probably had to hit it first time and he kind of scuffs it a little bit. But, you know, he had, he had enough time to take a touch and slot it past uh, Courtois. Yeah. You, can't, you can't, it's not up for debate. You know, he's he is he is absolutely world-class and you expect nothing less from him. So it's, it's almost more disappointing that it was him that missed it because you can't look at it as an excuse of, oh, he's out of form. So, yeah, you kind of expect it. Um, but yeah, mixed right. As soon as as soon as you miss that, and you think back to the uh, to the Barcelona semi final, you think, well, you know, as soon as there was a chance early in that game, we took it, and that was game on. And you just think, as soon as we wasted a chance of that, we thought, well, you know, there's only going to be maybe if we're lucky, one more chance of that quality in the game. So all mm-hmm. all of a sudden, that that put the odds of us coming back and, and winning at very yeah, it's true. It's true. Mick, I, I was quite encouraged that that first 15. I was quite impressed the way Liverpool started the game out. It. it was what we. <laughs> is, it, is it just my answer or is it yours? No, I can't, I, can't, I can't hear him either. That's just the way the fucking game's going, mate. What we were saying was at the beginning of the game, it really looked like Mane was up for it and it looked like. That first fifteen minutes, I just thought, right, we're we're having a go here, which is more than what we did last week, and that's it. It was the start we wanted because that first 20, 25 minutes, it looked it looked really positive for Liverpool, didn't it? Yeah, and you just you just praying and hoping that one of those chances goes in, like we said, the the Salah one, and then there's there's a couple of more where you just kind of think, well, I mean, it's it's hard to keep saying it over and over if there's fans in the stadium, it's a different game, but. It is because yeah. it affects us the most, and it jesus up the most, and it gives us the most kick up the arse than the most in in the world. And it's it's a shame that we didn't have anyone there tonight. But yeah, it's I'm a good Madrid team who like Mahmanan kept annoyingly saying, "Oh, they're really comfortable on the ball. They're really comfortable both feet." Yeah, we know that Mach had stopped saying it. it. It's a different. But listen, right with with that, right? This I get it. He's a Liverpool player he's an ex-Liverpool player but he's also an ex-Real Madrid player where he won big titles yeah. and he's got to stay quite neutral when he's when he's playing somebody when he's commentating on the game you know what I mean so we've got to, we've got to stop with the McManaman hate in my opinion not you just in general because yeah no no I'm, I'm totally on that but it's just the, it's just stating the obvious like it's like oh yeah they're both com- they're comfortable on both feet yeah, it hurts more though. doesn't it it hurts more because you're like yeah, yes it's you like, fucking know it's fucking annoying yeah it's like we all know that they've got quality throughout the whole team left foot right foot Modric's is a, a wizard Casemiro's boss they've got Cruz who's a fucking boss both feet we know it all but it's just like fucking hell you just it's just like we said, the, the, the fans in the stadium would just gave us that extra five percent we needed tonight, and it was just it, you can. Yeah, you're right. It's a shame. It's a shame that was we, we are lacking when we're not there, and obviously I won't even go into the fucking injury shite because I'm sick of saying <laughs> it over and over. But Phillips did well tonight. Kabak did well the time he was on the field, but it's just yeah, it's just it's it, it was we could have been playing anyone tonight, and we probably wouldn't have scored. We could have been playing West Brom and like Real Madrid. Like me and Tim were t- touching on before we started recording, like their their corners, they'd only thrown four up, keeping six back. Mm. They knew exactly what they were doing. They were like, "Well, I'm not going to commit men forward because we keep six back, keep them keep them penned in." And there was no urgency from them at all going forwards. It was like, "Well, 
what we as long as we keep enough men back, we can kind of stifle these because they've not been great in the league this season. Cutting edge was not great. I mean, the last last couple of games we've kind of found our form a little bit, but coming up against a team we were like like Machman and said, good on both feet, can keep the ball, can kind of take the sting out of everything. That's the worst type of team for us to come up against when we're not fit and firing and got everyone fit. Yeah, no. Um, Mick, where do you think it went wrong for Liverpool tonight? Not obviously we had so many missed chances, but just off that, the lineup seemed like it was it was working, didn't it, in that first half? I thought when when we made the changes and we went to four two four, I thought we looked a little bit off. I thought like the the pace had gone out of the game. It felt like the sting had gone. We weren't as quick to the ball. weren't as quick to second balls. Um, I just thought, I mean, he had to change something. He had to gamble at some point, didn't he? Because it went so long without us fucking scoring a goal. But do you feel that the lap, because obviously one of the big talking points for Klopp's games is always, was the lineup right and were the substitutions correct? So let's box that off now. Did you think the lineup was right and the subs happened at the right time? Um, I was surprised Thiago didn't start. I think we, I think we all were in a, in a in a game of this magnitude and the, with, with the pedigree he's got and how good he is. That was a surprise, but merely d- done well. And then you've got uh, the subs that came on at, on sixty. What was it, Thiago for Millie, and then you've got Hotter for Kabach. The Kabach one where he he's done that in the last game, I think, where he brought Kabach off and then put Fabinho back in. I mean, if you want to go for it, go for it. Just fucking go go four two four, and if we can see another, who gives a shit? That that's the mentality. Yeah, true, yeah. But I think he was just he was he had one eye on like the pacey. Obviously, Benzema and fucking Vicinius. Then Rodrigo comes on. He was a, he was really quick as well, and Trent Trent done really well tonight. But to be honest, lineup wise, I wasn't like I wasn't like fuming. I was like, well, whatever, whatever happens tonight, it's it's whoever we put on the field, we've got a good enough squad of people coming back from injury like Shaq and. Uh, Fabinho and whatever else that we can kind of put a good enough team out there so it was just maybe needs to go for it but that that being said like that first half like we just said we had loads of chances if we put one of them away it's the it's the being clinical which we haven't been doing if we put one of them away that's what the game's all about putting the fucking ball in the back and net. if you don't do that you're fucked and we just didn't do that in the first half and if we would have then we might be having a completely different discussion now True, mate. Mick has just pointed out there, Tim, about the the lack of being able to put the ball in the back of the fucking net, and that I just couldn't believe how much we just couldn't finish tonight. You know, Salah had a number of chances. Bobby had a chance. Genie had a fucking unbelievable chance towards the end of that first half, and I, I thought he would have at least fucking hit the target on that one. But that's that's what's hit us tonight, hasn't it? The fact that we've we've, we've missed all those chances, and like Steve just said, the Lost the game in the first half, the first leg. You should never have been in that position coming to Anfield. But when you can't finish your dinner, you don't win football matches. Disappointing. And he's spot on, mate, isn't he? Because we couldn't finish in the first game and we couldn't finish in this game either, could we? And it's sort of been like the story of the season, hasn't it? Yeah, I'd say so. I think that what we saw tonight, well, over the two legs really, has been a culmination of what, what Liverpool have been about this season. It's been, you know, a little sloppy We've, we've looked really, really good at times, but then in the most important moments, it feels like we haven't uh, kind of rose to the occasion. And it happened again tonight and, you know, we can... It's, it's easy to put it on the on fans not being there. And, I mean, we as, as Liverpool fans, we all know that that, that does make a legitimate difference, uh, especially when you're playing at Anfield. But uh, you just can't help but, but kind of feel... Like I, I, at this point, it was... I didn't feel gutted after the game. I was, I'm a bit numb to it at this point because 
it, it wasn't anything different than we've than we've seen in the last kind of in in the last few weeks. Like, yeah, we picked up a little bit of form in the. <laughs> Keep talking. <laughs> we've uh, we picked up a little bit of form in the Premier League, but for the majority of the season, that's what we've played like tonight. Is what we've kind of looked like. So, yeah, it, it's I kind of kind of numb to it at this point, and <laughs> yeah, does that mean I've got to start playing Linkin Park? Numb to you now? Yeah, pretty much, mate. Fair enough, mate. I'll send you that later. Anything but slim, not slip, not. Fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> I'm not having this shit. I'm not here. Not now. I'm already in a bad mood. I don't want to be in more of a bad mood with you. I love you. Don't say Slipknot shit. You're going to get everyone in the comments now. Chris Kelly's going to fucking pipe his fucking nuts off now, isn't he? Oh, Slipknot shit, meh. Uh, yes, Chris Kelly, it's Corona. Yes, I'm a big fan of Corona. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, actually, Chris, actually, Chris. Of course. Should I, just, should I just drink one of them and just be like, fuck it, just relive old times? <laughs> 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 oh, oh, well, well that's the thing in it you know when you when you look back at the chances that, you, that you've had in a football match make you, you're like oh that's i mean the way I, I can't really sum up the season any better than that than that than that performance really because you're having the missed chances there we've had players that have been missing but you know you can focus all you want on the the domino effect of are you fucking serious you pull that com- <laughs> who's pull that comment <laughs> Tim, was that you or was that me? It was oh, you, wasn't it? <laughs> you Nat Phillips bastard. <laughs> That's fine. If, as, if you start saying Metallica is shit or Kill Switch Engage, then we really have problems. Then you get booted out the fucking podcast. So, so it is. To, I knew it would. I knew it fucking by it. That's fine. Yeah. You can say but you say Metallica or Kill Switch Engage, that's when we've got problems. Um, but yeah, you're just winding me up now. What was we even talking about? We're supposed to be talking about a fucking football match here. Keep it professional, boys. There's people watching. People subscribe to this shit. You know what I mean? They pay the good money. They don't pay fuck all. It's fine. Uh, Mick, ask me a question. What do you want to ask me? You might be um, valid as well, isn't it? My question is, I'm just looking at the stats now. Five <laughs> shots on target, nine off. That is that just the the summary of our, of our season? Only five shots on target at Anfield in a in a game we need to win. I think it is. It, it does, mate, and it made me laugh when Darren Fletcher or McManaman at the end of the game said it was quite ironic that we went out and Alisson hadn't had a touch of the ball. You know, he had. I mean, yeah, made, Alisson made some a couple of uh, decent saves, didn't he, with from Vinicius and Benzema and them. Um, but it was one of them where that is the telltale signs. Now it, it gets, it's getting worrying, mate, because Salah's such a fucking great goal scorer. But what worries me is when he's having chances the way he has and he's taking a little bit longer than he should rather than just like snapping at it, like first-time shots. Because there's been a couple of times tonight where he, he took two or three touches on the ball before he had the shot. And by that time, you've got the Madrid players in a better position to block it. So, yeah, it was definitely the, the telltale sign of it. 14 attempts at goal against Real Madrid, and we, we couldn't we couldn't put half of them on target. It, it's a very... It, it's it's frightening. It's frightening. And But like we said, it, we've experienced it many, many times this season. I'm ready for this season just to go cut, start again and crack on. But... The thing is, we haven't secured top four yet, and that's a big focus for us now. That's that that has got to be obviously our it's, well, it is our only focus at the end of the day. But it's still it's disappointing, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? We need we need a a goal scorer. You know I mean, Jota has shown glimpses of that, but we need somebody who's going to put ball in fact, and that. And there you go. And Cole's just come in with it. We need a number nine. We absolutely do. We need a Torres. We need a Suarez. We need a Fowler. We need an Owen. 
Uh, we need an Ian Rush. We need someone who knows how to put the ball in the back of the net. Uh, Carlogg as well, the same thing. Need a number nine. Firmino's been non-existent recently. Shot a must start instead of Manny too. It's a good point. It's a good point because um, Manny, again, was was great in that first half. I thought he was a little bit quiet in the second half. And maybe, maybe it's a time to really shuffle the pack now, Mick. I don't know. What do you think? Well, it, it, I'm trying to be as optimistic as I can. It's like, well, we've got to put all, all our eggs in one basket now. Final seven games of the season, what were three points off, top four, 21, 21 points to play for. Yeah, 21 points to play for. So uh, 21 seconds to go. Go and check out the Harvey interview. Get that oh, plug. The plug. Fucking plug. <laughs> Get the plug out. Get the plug out. What, what was that about 21 seconds? Make yeah, like, 20, say that again. 21 points left to play for, but if... If I just go, say 21 seconds, then we've done a little interview with uh, Harvey from So Solid, who's famous for that 21 seconds song. So go and check that out. That was a laugh with uh, with Harvey. We've done a couple with Harvey, actually. So uh, go and check both of them out. Uh, but yeah, it, it, trying to be as optimistic and an optimistic gimp as much as I can be. Then we, we can we, Leeds on next Monday, isn't it? On the uh, 19th, is it? Or oh, this Monday coming, sorry. Monday coming. Uh, that's going to be difficult. They've just beat Man City, so that's going to be a difficult game. We need to be fucking banged up for that, and we just need to kind of, well, as go for it as much as we can in the league now and kind of secure it and just kind of, like you said, Jay, like, get to the end of the season and go, right, that was a pile of shit, but at least we've made top four. At least we've got Champions League. At least we've got loads of players coming back in who's going to completely transform our game and prove that this little run of games without them, we've all been proved right in terms of how we've been playing and how much, how much we've missed them. Because I don't think people quite understand, do they? Just how much no, we've missed they don't. them. They don't, mate. But you've just made a really good point there that I want to throw back to Tim. Tim, is this paper, papering over the cracks, what Mick's just said there? And that's, you know, that's not a slight on you, mate, because it's how everybody feels, isn't it? You know, everyone said all season, oh, once we get Van Dyke back, once we get Gomez back, once we have a solid defence which make Trent and Robbo more comfortable going forward because they know they've got the, the solidarity at the back, make the midfield start ticking a bit more. So we might see the Thiago we actually bought uh, next season because he's got that stability behind him. Is this paper over the cracks or are you? is, is there certain thing that worry going into next season with the current squad that we have? Um, it's a tough one. It really is because regardless, I think that we should probably strengthen the squad as to whether we make changes to the starting eleven. That's that's probably up to up for debate. Um, I would certainly say that this is like if Usain Bolt ran the hundred meters and pulled his hamstring and pulled up about twenty five meters in, you'd go, well, I fancied them to fancy him to win it, but you never know really because he might have fallen over or you know something along the lines. But yeah, you have to you have to fancy your chances. You know we we know what this team is capable of. We've seen it three years straight, and you know it's, again you you can't understate just how how important a player you know Van Dijk is and and the quality he possesses and every, everyone that looked at him and said oh you know well he's just filling the gap. You know Allison was a big difference. This is the kind of stuff that proves just how important he is, and 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 the kind of the kind of quality of player that he is, and that that kind of a player that takes you over the top and and to the next level, and and being the best team in the world. The difference between being the fourth best team in the Premier League or fifth or sixth or wherever we finish, and the first best team by eighteen points. He's that kind of a, yeah. a level of player. He gives you that security. He's you know he's he makes a difference going forward. He makes a difference coming back. He allows the the wing backs, the full backs, even sorry to to bomb down without a second thought in their in their minds. So 
you know, I, I'd, I'd certainly say that for me, with the with the players we currently have, I think we'd probably either win or challenge for a Premier League next year and do the same in the Champions League. Um, I would like to see some quality on the bench, some more quality, game-changing quality on the bench, um, and and maybe keep some of the guys that we're talking about, maybe reshuffling just just as even quality coming coming off the bench or coming yeah. off the pitch, so, or giving us sixty quality minutes to come off and and someone else give us thirty quality high high quality minutes. Um, but I I certainly I don't think it's time for a reshuffle. I think we've got a, a, a group of players right now who are still in their primes, albeit coming towards the last two or three years of it. But I think that you take advantage of that two or three years and you you ride this wave until as, as long as you can and you fill in gaps as as players start to fall off in, in form. Yeah, really, really good points there, mate. And uh, again, I think this may, may not be something that everyone needs to sort of overly panic about considering how, how well this squad has played. But Mick, I want to come to you now with two interesting comments from Carl Hogg. Um, he said, do you think that uh, you make the top four? Or do you think the lack of finishing in squad depth is going to be a defining factor in that? So we'll take that first and then afterwards, mate, he says, is Klopp doing something wrong? So Mick, let's come to you uh, for these, mate. So do you think that we make the top four or do you think a lack of finishing and squad depth is going to be a defining factor in it? So um, will we make the top four? I, th- I, think, I think we do, but I don't know if that's just me being an optimistic bastard as I usually am, but... Leeds on Monday, and then we've got Newcastle at home, United away, Southampton at home, West Brom away, Burnley away, and then Palace at home. So there's quite a few difficult games there. Mm. Um, it's so hard to call, isn't it? I mean, I don't want to sit yeah. on the fence, but it's just fucking when you're looking at West Brom and you're looking at Burnley, and you're like, they're just going to sit back and just fucking take, take as much as they can and just probably get a draw. And you're just like, well, that's the least, that's the the team you want to play least right now, you want to be playing like, I think people looking at the lineups going, oh, um, I'm lineup, sorry, the, the, the fixture run-ins and play, saying, oh, Chelsea play all the big teams. It's like, well, that's kind of like a a benefit, a, a positive in a way because you, you know they're going to at least come out and kind of try and win the game with his West Brom and Burnley mm. just going, all right, we've got two games left of the season, got three games left of the season. We're not going to take any chances. We're just going to hang in here and try and get points and fight for the lives and that's what we're not good against them and Madrid did that perfectly against us tonight so I think we do make it but I think it's going to be skin of our teeth like 21 points to play for is fucking is a lot really but we just need to start with Leeds if we beat Leeds and then I think there's a lot of teams who start playing each other around us then at least we've got we've just got to hope and pray that someone drops some points but I'm, I'm hoping that we can do it but I just, I just don't know. It's so fucking hard to call, isn't it? It is. Um, Tim, let's come to you for Carl's second question. Is Klopp doing something wrong? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think he's he's had a tough yeah. season in terms of who he's been able to pick and, and the consistency he's been able to pick those players. I think that he's... I mean, listen, if we make top four, we can't pretend like that's not a very, very good achievement considering the squad that he He's been he's had to put out for for the majority of the season. Like we can't look at the last three months ago. Yeah, it was Klopp's fault. You know, he's he's not had yeah, the, exactly. the normal world class crop crop of players to pick from. So he can't go out there and put the ball in the net himself. You know, he's he's yeah. setting up the way he's setting up the way that he's seen consistently win over the last three years and win a Champions League and a Premier League and going. All right, fellas, that's it's not the same crop of players, but we've embedded this style of play you know, throughout the squad over the last 
X amount of years. So you guys need to go out and perform and do the same thing. And we haven't been able to consistently field the players that have been able to do that. So I don't think it's a Klopp thing. I think that he's even looked to change the systems at times this this season to try and make different things work. You know, introducing the four two three one instead of just consistently banging on the four three three. And you know, he's he's put people at Fab at centre back and switched him back. So I think that he's been trying different things, and I think that that will actually help down further down the road. I think that, you know, I think halfway through the season, he said he said he feels like a better manager this year because he's actually having to work through things as opposed to just as opposed to just sticking the same 11 out there and just watching them win basically week in, week out. Yeah. So he's actually having to work on things and le- probably learning a little bit more about his players and what their proper strengths and their proper weaknesses are. So for me, Klopp's probably had a bit of a learning curve this year in terms of, you know, exactly that the quality he's he's been able to put out and you know getting to know his players a little bit better and and maybe in in that sense maybe he's he's learned a little bit about what the team needs to needs to boost in the summer so we might see some some really really quality signings in in positions that we might not see that we need this uh this kind of off season yeah absolutely right good point uh mick uh, Cole has obviously uh, come in and said he needs more than a number nine and needs a regeneration. Some players need moving on. Elliot needs a chance next season. Fucking well, 100% agree with that. I can't wait uh, to see number 67 playing again. Uh, Chamberlain and Shaka not Mares and Cancelo spot on. Uh, who do we need to buy? Oh, I don't even want to go into fucking who do we buy for, but Jesus Christ, there's. God knows who we can. We can do a fucking show on that in the summer. But Cole makes a really good point, mate, doesn't it? It's not just a number nine we need. There are. The squad, we've spoke about this so many times, I mean, it plays off the bench to, to, to make a difference because it was clear there that with Shaq and Ops coming on, we, we were all sat there going, when when Jota and Thiago came on, we were like, right, this is quality coming on the pitch now, something might happen. But, you know, Ox and Shakiri coming on, it wasn't the rub of the hands, was it? And so it was just like, right, OK, we'll just see what happens, wasn't it? And that's no disrespect to them two as players, it just, that's the, that's the levels, isn't it? Yeah, I just think they're they're players who you kind of if they're in top form, the quality, but they don't get on the pitch often enough to kind of make that kind of impact. And they're coming on for Sadio Mane and Bobby Firmino, who are players you kind of want to keep on the field, but you can't just go fucking I don't know put six players up front, which we all wanted to see towards the end. But you can't you can't really do that. I mean, Klopp wouldn't have ever done that. But uh, yeah, Carl's completely right. We need to <laughs> stay. <laughs> Neither, neither Prime Mick Moran at CF Bags, man. Yeah. Steen knows from um, from pro clubs days on fucking on the Xbox when I used to bag this one. Uh, yeah, they need, they, need, they need someone like that who's just, like we said, going to put some, put it in the back of the net and we need players yeah. around. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Feast days. Feast days. Now we need, we need, yeah, Harvey Elliott coming back is going to be a big one. Getting rid of like Arigi and all those other players like we've said over and over like we just we just need to needs to be a plan in place to kind of like 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 Cole said people coming off the bench it's a like for like quality and it's not like well this player's coming on but if he has a good game then we could be in for a a, a chance of getting something from it but we don't know yeah. it's kind of like a gamble every time every time we bring someone on it's like well it could work but it might not and it's uh, yeah it's 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 that kind of you'd expect that kind of thing going into, especially games of this magnitude up against Real Madrid in the second leg where you need to win, you're praying on Ox and Shaq to come on and, and kind of pull something out of a out of a hat. It isn't really fair on them either, I don't think, just for 
obviously they're great quality, but it's they haven't had enough game time to kind of get any any kind of momentum going. But yeah, it, it need it needs True. to change in the summer, and I imagine it will. It does indeed, mate. Well, listen, it's 26 minutes now. We want to finish before the 30 mark. Um, but let's just, this will be the last Reds in Europe show, obviously, for the season, um, sadly. So let's just get both of your thoughts on who's going to win it. So um, I'm going to put out there anyone but City. Don't give a fuck as long as it's not Man City. Tim, let's come to you, mate. Who's going to win the Champions League? I think PSG will. I think okay. that. Judging on on, I, I mean, I watched the game last night and and Neymar. I, I've I've always thought he's overrated, but my God, what a player! Um, and and to, to pair up a guy like that with Mbappe in, in a in a competition that's only over two legs, you're not you're not going to keep clean sheets against against a, a side like that. And um, I think Man City's backline are really really going to have have their work out, and I think that they might not be able to get get past it so I, I actually think it'll be a, a Madrid PSG final I think PSG will nick it and actually get over that that hump that they've been they've been trying to forever and Tottenham will look like twats for letting Pochettino go <laughs> I fucking love it I agree with you there mate I'm going to throw my hat in there and say uh, PSG as well mainly because of obviously the mentality from last season you know getting to the final and not winning it and I think you know they've had that taste haven't they this squad to think right let's let's win it and you know Maybe Mbappe's thinking it. Well, I want to win it with PSG before I go and play for Liverpool. <laughs> Keep drinking, Jay. Uh, Mick, go on. Uh, I'm just throwing it out there for the kids. So, who, who, who you going with? Are you agreeing with us, or are you going for somebody else? Um, yeah, I do. I agree with you guys, to be honest. But I'm just praying, like City. I'm just praying they don't do it. I mean, we always have this thing. Oh, you want to do? You want to watch other English English teams? Do well, <laughs> no. Obviously. Do, do you fuck? Maybe, maybe twenty, thirty years ago that was the case, but you don't. That's not the case anymore. We don't want to see City win it, but the squad that they've got, the fucking quality. But watching PSG last last night, like like Tim said, Neymar was just fucking gliding past everyone for fun, and it was just like wow. Mbappe is just through with a, with a passive like. He, not even like a eye of the needle pass, just the ball in behind, and it's like he's in, and he's and he looks like he's going to score every opportunity. So, yeah, PSG are going to be fucking hard, hard to beat with that team. They, they look really, really quality. They do, mate. I think. Well, I think that's what we're all praying for. We hope PSG do it because I, I don't want to see Real Madrid get another one. You know, you've had, you've got thirteen of them. Fuck off! You're not having fourteen. I don't want to fucking see Chelsea win it again. Jesus Christ, yeah. my mate Luke will be fucking unbearable. Can't be asked for that shit. Um, and yeah, I, the last thing I fucking need is City to win their first European Cup. Absolutely fucking no chance. Absolutely no chance. But there we go. We're hitting it. We're about to hit the thirty minute mark. Uh, we appreciate everybody who's stuck with us this long. Um, not just uh, tonight. We, you know, since the start of the podcast, we really, really do appreciate it. And out everybody in the comments as well that has joined us tonight. We appreciate Jake's joined us as well. Jake Topless. Uh, UK has joined us again all the way from Southern California, mate. So hopefully, you know, it's uh, it, it's been a good watch for you, mate. Uh, Chris Kelly, yeah, sometimes I'll thank you, sometimes I won't. Tonight is not one of those fucking times. Uh, all a joke, mate. Steve Williamson, nice to uh, see you uh, again, mate, as well. We appreciate you joining us as well. Uh, Carl Hogg as well, uh, one of the greatest human beings I've ever met in my life. <coughs> Someone's stuck in my throat there, yeah. Um, but yeah, again, thanks to it. And obviously, uh, Mr. Colin Banks as well. He's always fucking coming in 
with the good shit as well. We appreciate it. And uh, Ria's misery as well. We did see your comment, mate, which transfers you think we'll put. We're actually going to do a, a specific show on that towards the end of the season, so please stay tuned for that. Uh, as always, we appreciate everybody's comments and likes and interactions. Again, uh, don't forget about the relationship we've got with Manscaped as well, with the code that we've got at the bottom. They're doing some fantastic stuff uh, with men's charities, and it's very, very well modelled uh, by Tim. Uh, we've got some more stuff on Manscaped coming up as well during our shows as well. Uh, we really appreciate if you could... Uh, Visit their website, see what they're all about as well. They're doing some really good shit with some charities, which is just amazing. Uh, yeah, it is a cheap plug, Mick. Absolutely is. Um, you know, check out the channel, see what you like. Listen, we might not have won tonight, but fucking hell. We've, we've got a really good relationship with the European Cup and we'll come back for it next year. So let's go. Reds, marching army, let's go fucking get this top four and let's just finish the season on a fucking positive. And we will see you for the Leeds game. Ta-da. Podcast Network.